Welcome to another episode of The International Interview. No politicians, no pundits, no propaganda. This is just real people with real knowledge talking about the real world. Today we're speaking with... Namo Makwa. And you are from? Nigeria. And what city? Lagos. And where is that in the, in the state? That is in the southwest of Nigeria. All right. And in one of our previous conversations, you mentioned you were part of the Igbo tribe. Yes. And uh, what are the other tribes in the area? Um, there are three major tribes in Nigeria, the Igbo, Yoruba, and the Hausa. And there are over 250 minor ethnic groups. Wow. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, the only thing I know about the Igbo people is from Chinua Achebe's book, Things Fall Apart. Yeah. And you said it was one of your favorite books, yes. right? Why? Um, Chinua Achebe really in the 1950s where people knew nothing about, you know, Nigeria, very little. He really brought, you know, Nigerian culture, especially the Igbo culture, to the forefront. And it's, you know, one of the most widely read and most respected books of all time. So, I mean, you've got a lot of American students reading in high school, like myself. Like, yeah. I wouldn't know anything about your background mm -hmm. without this book. So the things I remember are like... The palm wine, the yams, yeah. the breaking of the cola nuts, mm -hmm. the locusts, um, all the minor, or all not the minor gods, all the different gods. Mm -hmm. um, what would you say, like, has all that changed? Is all that the same? Is um, With the culture explored in the book, a couple of things have stayed the same, but a lot has changed. Um, especially with the religions and the deities and the gods. Um, typically, the Igbo people, pre-20th century, very religious people, you know, we believed in having a lot of gods. Igbo people were very decentralized, so we didn't have any king. We had priests. And um, as of now, the Igbo people are mostly Christian. Over 95% of Igbo people are Christian. So in that regard, a lot of things have changed. But in the regard of, like you said, the palm wine and the cola nuts and, you know, the breaking of cola and things like that, all those things are still very much the same. I'm sure Dr. Qu uh, Boyer would love to break a cola. <laughs> Anytime. With you sometime. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> so you said the Igbo people live to the east of Lagos? Yes. No, the Igbo people live in the east of Nigeria. East of Nigeria. Yes. Got it. Um, and Lagos, what Lagos has got is, Lagos is like the African New York. It's okay. got people from everywhere, you know, in Nigeria living in it. But the primary home of the Igbo people is southeast and south-south Nigeria. Okay. So tell me more about Lagos. Is it, you said it's about 13 million people? Because that's huge. Yes. Lagos is a mega city. It's been, you know identified as a mega city. Um, it has over 13 million people, coastal city. It's the economic capital of Nigeria. It's where the money is. And, you know, it's where the celebrities are. And it's really the big, it's really the big city when you talk about Nigeria. So that's that's what Lagos is. Okay, and what part of the city are, were you uh, originally from? Um, of Lagos? Yes. Um, I'm originally from the island of Lagos. Yeah. That's where we live. Lagos is basically partitioned into two, the mainland and the island, because it's by the coast. And um, the island of Lagos tends to be, you know, slightly more sophisticated, slightly more respected by people because it's the newer parts. It's where the government has focused most of its time on. And the mainland is is a lot, a lot less organized and a lot less, you know, 
important in that sense as how the government views it. We would love for all that to change and slowly it's changing with a new governor, but then um, these things take time. So, How does how is the uh, political system there? In Nigeria, Nigeria has um, over 10 political parties, but obviously there's only about two or three that are really in power, mm-hmm. which is the um, PDP and the ANPP and the ACN, which stand for the People's Democratic Party. Uh, party and the ANC is the Action National Congress and what what those two parties have is mostly most of the governors in the state and our president is a member of the PDP okay so. alright so how long did you live in Nigeria for? I lived in Nigeria for 13 years 13 years mm-hmm. what about the other part? Um, the other 5 years was spent in Senegal Senegal mm-hmm. alright so your time in Nigeria what was the number one thing that you see that's different here? Um, the di- difference, and this is a very funny, very funny thing, the difference is the quietness. Yeah? America is remarkably quiet. <laughs> no one talks in America. <laughs> and there is that. You're walking down the street, and if anywhere was this quiet back home in Lagos, then there's probably, you know, theft going on somewhere <laughs> or, you know, some kind of nuclear, I don't know, thing that just happened and so everyone is dead or something. <laughs> um... Nigeria doesn't really have um, constant electricity, and and so you, ha- you hear a lot of generators, and we don't have any laws stopping people from blaring their horns, and it's really populated. So it's typically a very noisy city, and generally a very noisy country. Yeah. So it's really quiet out here. <laughs> That's That was the main thing, I All would right. say. And the food is like, do you miss Nigerian food, or yeah, huge difference? Um, it's, there is a drastic difference, um, with the food because our food is typically really spicy. And I remember the first time I got here and I tasted the rice, the Mexican rice with the chicken and what you guys called really hot pepper. And I'm like, what is this? Like, there is nothing in this. And I'm like throwing pepper in there, you know, because I couldn't taste a thing. Um, that's one of the different things we have, you know, the ethnic foods, the cassava and things like that, that I really miss. So cassava? Yes. What is cassava? Oh lord, really? <laughs> really? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, it's weird. I'm so used to knowing what it is. I don't even think I could explain it to you. Just like it's a vegetable. It's like it's like a it's my goodness. This is shameful cuz I don't know how to explain it. It's like a field crop. <laughs> but it's like um it grows the way yam grows. It's like I don't know if it's root or stem actually. But then it's like boiled and pounded and made into fufu. And and it's just glorious, man. <laughs> the only <laughs> explanation. Yeah. What is fufu? It's it's boiled and pounded cassava. Okay. All right. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. That's what <laughs> right. it is. You know, uh, New Jersey born and raised. Not really know much <laughs> of this. <laughs> All right. Um, so you said a lot of celebrities lived in Lagos, yes. right? So mm-hmm. what is Nigerian like social culture like? I noticed, I already noticed you have a Twitter, like you've got a Facebook, mm. obviously you're mm-hmm. like in sync, you mm-hmm. know. Is that common in Nigeria or Nigeria is the leading country in Africa and I think in a, in almost everywhere really, in pop culture and like social for lack of a better word, butterflyhood. Like we're just everywhere. We just you know, want to be in the loop and a lot of our celebrities, um, collaborate with new american celebrities and like i don't know if you've heard the and um the and 
got signed to Kanye West, good music, and you know things like that. And we are really everyone in Nigeria, or everyone who is anyone, quote unquote, according to pop culture, has you know a BlackBerry, an iPhone, and you have to be on Facebook, and you have to be on Twitter, and you have to um, be in the loop, really. So I'll say socially, we are a lot better than politically. <laughs> socially, we are we are high flyers, very overachieving when it comes to being being socially aware all right same thing with music and movies like you definitely you definitely be watching the same things definitely 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 i mean honestly i wouldn't have expected that (laughs) to be completely honest (laughs) it's one of the things people don't know because people here africa and just see the little wooden huts like people don't know you know um we have labels and we have um people who are actresses. I bet you didn't know Seal was Nigerian. I did not. I bet you didn't know um, Wale was Nigerian. I did not. <laughs> yeah, they are They are Nigerians, man. <laughs> All over the place. So, yeah. All right. Um, and here in Blacksburg, how are you? Why Virginia Tech? Why? Um, actually, my brother came here um, a while back, and he really loved it. I don't know why he chose it in particular, but he really liked it, and he was like, "Oh, I should apply." And you know, back home, you know, back home, we mostly only hear about the Ivy League schools. You know, the schools that everyone, everywhere in the world knows. Um, my brother really loved it here, and a couple of his friends as well encouraged me to apply, so I did. And I, I really didn't mind where I got into, but um, just because he'd been here and I'd been here once before, I was like, "Well, the campus is really pretty, and the food is really nice, so I wouldn't mind getting in." And you know, I got in, and I was like, "Well, <laughs> take it is." If you were back home in Nigeria, mm-hmm. what do you think? Where do you think you'd be going to school? Would you still be going to school? Like, what's um, the education system like? The education system is the British system, definitely the six three three. Um, it's definitely the same thing. Although it was recently changed to nine three four, which is you do nine years up until the ninth grade, three years to the twelfth grade, and then four years of university. You know, depending, of course, on what course you do. I would definitely be in university. I would say almost everyone who finishes secondary school goes to university or polytechnic or monotechnic, but a higher institution of some sort, um, if you're privileged enough to be able to afford um, these things. And I will definitely probably be in the University of Lagos. Okay. Yeah, because it's a, it's a pretty good school for a public university back home. And what are you studying here? I'm doing a double major here, policy and urban affairs and planning. And do you have any plans to go back home? Oh, my God, yes. Yes? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, I think about it every night. I'm like, I just, my ultimate goal will be to be the governor of my state. That's the one thing I want to do with my life. I don't care how anything else ends up. I don't care about <laughs> anything else. That's how I get there. I don't care as long as I get there eventually because I have such big plans, you know. And um, it's going to be hard, but it's definitely something I want to do. So I feel like it's hard to be a governor anywhere. It's so. hard to be a governor in Nigeria. It's hard to be a governor as a woman in Nigeria. Oh, have it's, you had um, women governors before? Uh, or? I think we had one female governor in the southwest, and currently the deputy governor of Lagos is a woman. So it's not completely um, frowned upon? It's like not frowned upon, very... but there's such a huge gender inequality. Oh, there you is. Know, because um, if... if um, if a male governor does something, it's a male governor doing something. If a female governor does something, it's what the women did. You know what I mean? So there's definitely that huge double standard. And, 
you know, unfair, unfair castigation of women in politics and society in religion, you know, the religion that people want to practice or say, you know, that's what it is. But, um, yeah, I hope, I hope by the time I get there, the playing field will be a lot nicer. But even if it isn't, I would, I would fight. Yeah. Dr. Boyer is going to have this interview of a <laughs> potential future Nigerian governor. When I'm be... a governor in a couple of years, he has this <laughs> to say he knows can, me somehow. He can come back and interview him, <laughs> or he can interview you, yeah. So what about the rest of your family? What, are, what do they do back in Nigeria? Um, my immediate family, I have two older brothers. I'm the only girl, and I'm the last child. My two older brothers, one um, works for Fannie Mae currently. He's in America. He's in McLean. And my immediate older brother is in Pepperdine in Malibu, and he's a senior there. Um, so that's fancy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my parents live back home. In My father lives in Lagos, and uh, my mom's base is Lagos, but she travels around a lot. So my dad does um, economic consultancy. He used to uh, be managing director of a bank, but then he resigned. Um, or I guess we say retired of some sort. And um, my mom consults for gender inequality activities. She used to work with the Oxfam. She used to work with the United Nations, with DFID. So because of what she does, I feel like that's why I feel I can be a female governor because I see, you know, the limits she's pushed. It's very unknown for the father, especially in a Nigerian home, especially in an African home, (laughs) for the father to be the quote-unquote one staying home and the mother to be the one traveling around, you know, so, yeah. That's, uh, that does happen here probably yeah. a lot more often. Definitely, but, I'd say. So you said your dad used to travel around a lot? No, my mother. Your mother? Okay. and It's never home. <laughs> <laughs> my dad is a stay-at-home dad, I guess you could say. I know we used to talk about, or we talked about transportation in Nigeria before. Yes. You just said it's terrible to try to get around. Yes. Do you want um, to talk about that? Yeah. Um... In Nigeria, if you want to, if there's a a lot of traffic. I was talking to one of my American friends, and she was talking about how her trip is very, her trip to her house is a long drive because it's 30 minutes. And I was so irritated because I'm like, you have it so good. Um, Typical journey to work in Nigeria would be two hours to get there. And that's not because it's far. But just because there's a lot of traffic, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of motorcycles, there's a lot of, you know, pedestrians crossing straight on the highway. So to be a driver in Lagos, you're watching out for a lot of things. You know, pedestrians and motorcycles and these little three-legged bicycles that we call kekana peps. Kekana peps? Kekana peps, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you just have to be careful. It's terrible trying to get around. And there's the big buses called Dampho. They're in yellow and yellow and black, like the taxis, like overgrown taxis, what they look like. And, you know, it's they hardly ever have, like, windows, just busted out windows. They're just driving, like, imagining what the side looks like, imagining what their back looks like. I don't know. Um, which is part of what makes Lagos Lagos, I guess you could say, because there, <laughs> there's that, you know, vivacity. Like, everyone is growing somewhere. There's, everyone is constantly moving, and it's it's... It's annoying from the inside, but from the outside it's beautiful. When you when you look at all the cultures and all the colors, just no one knows what they're doing, but we're all doing something, you know? 
So, <laughs> that's so, it. Is there any, like, really popular type of car or really popular mode of transportation? Like, um, Generally, everyone likes a Jeep. Everyone likes Jeeps? Yeah. Is that because they're affordable or because of the terrain? Or... When, when, when is a Jeep ever affordable? <laughs> they're a lot more affordable than other cars, especially here. <laughs> oh, well, I'd say just because they look big. You know, we like flashy things. I'd say as a people, you know, we just like flashy things. It's it's big and it's, you know, it's bold. And, you know, the higher the name, the better. A range is always better than a Toyota type of thing, you know. But um, generally people like um, the big cars or the really flashy Bentleys. And on the island, you see things like that because there are quite a number of, you know, wealthy people driving around the island in Ferraris and Bentleys and things like that. But, um... I would I wouldn't advise you to to <laughs> because because you might not see it the next day <laughs> you know um, but I I'd I'd say that um, Nigeria's a really really big beautiful country um, the people are so hardworking and you know nice. And it's one of those places that a lot of things has happened to the country. We've had, you know, our own version of the Holocaust, you know, happening to the Igbo people in mm-hmm. 1966. We've had 67 um, to 1970, a civil war. And it's so dif- difficult to see a country that's been, that's been through so much but still so together. You know, there's that unity even in our tragedies. And it's, it's I'll say it's commendable. But I may, I may be biased. So. <laughs> uh, what countries neighbor Nigeria? Um, we have Bene. All our countries, all our neighboring countries are Francophone countries, which is why every kid in Nigeria has to take French. Doesn't necessarily mean they actually do well in it, but, you know, <laughs> it's a thought that counts. Um, <laughs> we have Bene. We have Niger. Um, we have Cameroon. And then on the south, we have the Atlantic Ocean. So it's... Do you travel around to other countries a lot, or do you usually just stay? Uh, Personally, I do, but that's because of the nature of my mom's work, so I get to travel with her um, a couple of times around the country and around the continent. Is there any other particular place in Africa that you really enjoyed, or did you get to go to different, like, completely different continents, or...? Um, I got to go to some continents, Um, got to go to Qatar, got to go to... Dubai, but for a really short time, of uh, France and the UK and Germany and places like that. But I would say the one place I really connected with was Senegal. I really, really liked it there. Yeah. I still think Nigeria is better just because it's my country. <laughs> but Senegal is interesting. As a West African country, it's really, it's it's doing well for itself, you know, so far. So. All right. <laughs> That's good to hear. It's as good as it gets right now. <laughs> what about tourism? There's was there's really not much tourism in Nigeria or Lagos, is there? Um, Lagos isn't a place you want to tour. That's like trying to tour New York City. Yeah, that happens a lot. The city, like straight in the city, trying to tour. I mean, you could do it, but you you'd, you'd probably be really screwed over. You know, <laughs> like it's not. I don't. You want to tour Rome. You know, you don't want to tour where. You, you're going to get hit in the face by something and no one's going to care. <laughs> like, I'm just going to keep on walking because we all have our own problems. Um, <laughs> so you probably don't want to tour Lagos, but then there are, like, um, 
There's the Olumo Rocks in Ogun State. Um, we have 36 states, some of them more rural than others. So you probably want to check check out those states. You know, the hot and cold springs is this place where you put your hand in the water on one side and it's really hot, and on the other side it's really cold in the same stream. It's beautiful. So you want to go to the hills up in Adare, or you want to go to the hills, you know, up in the south-south. And, you know, we've got a ton of oil down in the south-south. So you you can find places to go to tour. But I wouldn't advise... I mean, you could go see Lagos with a couple of friends, but you don't want to tour Lagos in the sense of the word. <laughs> no, <laughs> you don't want to do it. So you mentioned you have a lot of oil. What does that mean for, like, gas prices and, like, um, everyone trying to get around? And Is that, it similar to here or cheaper or...? Um. We have subsidy on our oil. Um, recently, the beginning of this year, I think January the 1st, um, the president announced without prior warning, just for the record, that um, <laughs> he, was, he was going to take up the subsidy on, on patrol. Um, and we had this huge, you know, riots and um, thing we called Occupy Nigeria to stop him from doing so, to stop the federal government, not just him as a person, but the federal government from taking away the subsidies because that would totally deregulate the oil sector. And, and that's, that's it's bad enough that it's partially regulated as opposed to totally deregulating it. And um, luckily that worked. It's one of the few times the government listened to the people and they we it's partially subsidized back now and... Yeah, the prices are still high. They fluctuate, I say, very easily. It's not as as grounded as American prices, also because the prices here, I think, also vary by states to some regard. Do they? Um, it's probably a dollar more expensive than it is in Blacksburg in New York City. And yeah. So um, back home, it's literally by cobble, which is our form of sense. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'd say... The, the government is doing a pretty good job. It can always be better because we are the sixth largest oil producing nation in the world. We are in OPEC. We have a shitload of money. And, you know, as a country, it's such an incredibly wealthy country, but it's also, you know, incredibly cursed with corrupt leaders. So I don't... That's one of the problems we have with our oil. Very good oil, I'd say. Really good oil. <laughs> Low sulfur, you know. It's just the best type of oil. When you, when you dream about oil, you're talking about, you know, Nigerian South-South oil. And, you know, it's fine. <laughs> God is in control. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If there was one thing that you want every American to know about Nigeria, what would it be? Um, if there's one thing I want um, Americans to know about my people... Is that we are, we are good people. It's one of those places that the people are genuinely kind and hardworking, and you know want to actually succeed. And I know that's not the type, that's not the version of Nigeria that's always portrayed to the media. You know, people see the scams and you know the Yahoo pranks and the stealing of money, but. It's it's not what our people are, and that's that's what I, I'd want people to know. We are hardworking. We are 
fighters, we, you know, keep on struggling. We keep on, you know, pushing on, and and hopefully someday people will get to see what I see, my people. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing your time and insight with us, Noma. You're welcome. Well, that wraps up uh, for the Plot Adventures International Interview. Be sure to tune in next time for another round of international insight from another guest from another country somewhere on planet Earth.